slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us for today's show. Lots to talk about. A rough shootout defeat for the Islanders on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. 18 seconds away from actually winning this game and a little controversy with the goal being knocked off its moorings. We'll talk about the game, some of the great individual efforts, and some of the things the Islanders need to fix uh, a little bit later on in the show. We will, of course, also have a full preview of Saturday's big game against the Boston Bruins at the Nassau Coliseum. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more all coming up on today's show. And don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. If there's an Islanders-related topic that you'd like us to discuss, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to put on the air on the show, well, feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and tell us where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning your New York Islanders. So a 4-3 to loss for the Islanders against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the reason this game frustrated me oh so much is that, again, 18 seconds separate the Islanders from a two-point night, and then Evgeny Malkin scores uh, after the Penguins pull their goaltender, and the game is tied, goes to overtime, then to a shootout, and Sidney Crosby gets the lone goal in the shootout. Islanders lose 4-3. to And obviously the two points would have been a big deal for the Islanders uh, to get a little separation from Pittsburgh in the standings. Now with the overtime, or excuse me, shootout loss, the Penguins and Islanders all even in the standings as of right now. And this, this game really was frustrating in a lot of ways because the Islanders end up with two highlight real goals, a goal from a, a player who really needed to get going. We were talking just uh, the other day on the show about Jean-Gabriel Pajot and the fact that, you know, it's not necessarily his fault 
that he is off to a slow start this season. He had the one goal in the Islanders' win, the one nothing win over Boston, and that was his only tally of the season until last night. But Pajot gets a power play goal late in the first period, and, and that was encouraging because the Islanders obviously need more production from J.G. Pajot. Then you had two absolutely gorgeous highlight reel goals. Casey Sezikis, you know, he got the first goal, what was it, five minutes, 39 seconds into the game. That was a goal scorer's goal. That reminded me, to an extent, of the overtime goal by Mike Bossy back in the 1982 playoffs against Vancouver, where he was falling to the ice, and he still managed to put the puck in the net. Casey Sezikis made some beautiful moves and and scores the goal on DeSmith as he's heading down to the ice. It was just a an absolute pretty goal, not the kind of goal you expect from the Islanders' fourth line. And, you know, hats off to Zeke because it was a beautiful play. And, you know, the fourth line at that point had the last three goals that the Islanders had scored. And then in the third period... When the game was all even, Matthew Barzal, just an outstanding goal. I mean, all I tweeted was, wow, just wow, after that one. Barzal used his speed, made some unbelievable dekes and moves, and and ends up beating DeSmith. And you think with 6.25 left in regulation that the Islanders were in control of the hockey game, but then the late goal by Malkin after the puck was cleared, and that tied it and sends it to overtime. The thing about it, uh, so frustrating because, you know, the the Penguins' goal came uh, off, they don't have moorings anymore, but it, it was moved out of place, and the Islanders, you know, they didn't blow the whistle till the Islanders got possession of the puck again. They would have had that empty net goal uh, had the goal not been out of place at that point and would have ended it, but that was not meant to be. So those are some of the highlights really from this game. You you had a power play goal. You had two absolutely breathtaking highlight reel goals. J.G. Pajot gets back into the swing of things offensively, which the Islanders desperately needed. And you know, all of these things were just encouraging signs, and obviously the power play goal, uh, that helps a lot because this team needed it. Again, Simeon Varlamov played a solid game in goal, and yet, you know, in spite of all of those positives, there were also some definite problems. Now, the Islanders, one other big positive, they dominated in the faceoff circle. Pajot, 11 out of 15. Brock Nelson, 9 out of 12. Uh, those two guys were at the fore of it, but the Islanders, again, doing a good job in the faceoff circle, setting up possession of the puck and really shining in that particular area. Matt Martin with five hits. That is encouraging. And Scotty Mayfield and Noah Dobson, each with three block shots. You know who else had three block shots? and I have to give him credit for this. How about Jordan Eberle? And Eberle didn't have a shot on goal, led all Islander forwards with 21 minutes and 17 seconds on ice, but three block shots, 
uh, and he had a couple of uh, a couple of looks where he might have been able to produce something. So those are the positives. We've got a lot more to talk about because there were some definite things that needed to be improved upon, and uh, we'll talk about that. Plus, we'll preview the game against Boston and have our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Hey, you could even take your knowledge of the New York Islanders and use it to help you earn some extra cash. Bet online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you deposit $100 into your account, they'll add $50 more absolutely free. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, it's time to talk about our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counter person orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers and access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and they really have everything that you need, from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much on the same parts. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Islander fans, we're covering everything you need to know about the Isles, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So again, the 4-3 defeat, and I, I think the biggest problem that I had with this game, the thing that frustrated me the most. You know, the Islanders played a solid first period. The game, you know, both teams had 10 shots on goal. The Islanders had probably a few better chances than the Penguins, and they led 2-1. to one. And then in the second period, man, this team just stopped skating. And it seemed like the Penguins just outworked the Islanders. They wanted it more in the second period. And even in the third period, when the Islanders took the lead, they still probably 
were not getting the better of the chances. And, you know, this is a team that thrives on defense and goaltending. And they got the goaltending again, Simeon Varlamov, with a strong and consistent effort. But what we didn't see was the defense and too many breakdowns in their own zone, too much space. When you're facing guys like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, you can't let them have room to operate. And at the end of the day, you know, it ends up costing this team at least a point. And it's more than that, because again, this season, with every game being a divisional game, instead of the Islanders getting two points and the Penguins getting none, the Islanders get one point, but the Penguins get two. So it, it really was costly, and, and that breakdown uh, of moving your feet and not really playing smart positional hockey in your own zone consistently you're not going to win a lot of games as the New York Islanders with that kind of performance. You know, you had those two highlight reel goals. You're not getting those every night necessarily either, but uh, you just need a little bit more, just that little extra effort in your own zone, and the Islanders would have had a much better chance of winning. By the way, Matt Barzal continues to put points on the board. He extends his consecutive point streak. And for the Islanders, as a team, they extend their point streak. Yeah, they had the five-game winless streak where they went 0-3-2, but right now they have a five-game point streak. Unfortunately, it's 2-0-3 in those five games. So, you know, seven points in five games, I guess that's not you know, terrible, and at least the team is consistently picking up points in every game, but uh, upcoming game against Boston is going to be a real test for this Islander team, and of course, we'll have a full preview of that game a little bit later on in the show. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Uh, we're a day early on this one. Uh, his birthday is actually Saturday. But happy 36th birthday to former Islanders goaltender Al Montoya, Il Cubano, uh, turning 36, originally a native of uh, Chicago, Illinois, drafted by that team that plays in Madison Square Garden with the sixth overall pick back in 2004 after a very strong career at the University of Michigan and Never played for the Rangers, did play for their farm club in Hartford, bounced around the AHL, and then in 2010-2011, when injuries hit the Islanders' goaltenders, in comes Al Montoya, and he really did a good job in that first season of stabilizing the Islanders in goal. 9-5-5 and uh, record with a 9.21 save percentage and a 2.39 goals against average that first year. Came back, played 31 games for the Isles the following year. Struggled a little bit more, but didn't have a, a great team in front of him. Went on to play after leaving the Islanders for the Winnipeg Jets, Florida Panthers, Montreal Canadiens, and Edmonton Oilers. And uh, 
hung up his skates after the 2018-2019 season when he was playing for Bakersfield. We're going to look at the best individual performance by Al Montoya, also one of the nicest guys you're going to want to meet as far as interviews, good sense of humor, easygoing, uh, always had a smile on his face. We are going back to February 19th, 2011 at the Nassau Coliseum. The LA Kings were in town. Jonathan Quick, the goalie for the Kings. Al Montoya, the goalie for the Islanders. And this was a very, very physical game. The Islanders get on the board on a shorthanded goal by Franz Nielsen. Kyle Oposo was off for hooking, but Nielsen with the shorty. Michael Grabner with the assist at 5-0-1. Islanders, that was the only goal of the first period. But Zenon Kanapka of the Islanders and Kyle Clifford of the Kings dropped the gloves. In the second period, the Islanders built on the lead. Matt Molson, his 22nd from John Tavares and P.A. Parento is the Top line got on the board, and Molson scored again in the third period from Parento and Tavares. Islanders skate away with a 3 to nothing win, despite being severely outshot, 35-23. to 23, A 35-save shutout for Il Cubano, uh, Al Montoya. Uh, that's his nickname because he is of Cuban ancestry, and... Uh, very proud of that fact, and, uh, you know, Montoya do, doing a great job for the Islanders in this game. So, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We want to wish Al Montoya a very happy 36th birthday and many, many happy more. All right, when we come back, we will preview the Islanders' big game against the Boston Bruins. We have that and more still to come on the Locked on Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you've heard me talk about it before, and it's true. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, both nut-free and with nuts. All the flavors are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and it really is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And now they have a new limited-time flavor that you've just absolutely got to check out. If you liked cookie dough chunk built bar, you'll love the new coconut brownie chunk. It's got dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks. It just doesn't get any better. It's a limited time flavor, so make sure you get it today. We'll give you the lowdown on it 150 calories, 15 grams of protein in every bar, and just 7 grams of sugar. Built bars are great for the keto diet because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber right now go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you will get 20% off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com Islander fans every Friday on Locked On NHL join Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. So, for the Islanders this weekend, one game on tap 
and it is coming up against the Boston Bruins. Boston right now uh, 9-1-2 this season. Their only loss in 12 games came against the New York Islanders, and that was the one nothing win that the Islanders had over them. And look, the Bruins will be playing Friday against the Rangers at Madison Square Garden before they head to face the Islanders Saturday at the Nassau Coliseum. So the Islanders will have a day off. The Bruins will be playing a back-to-back. That is hopefully something that the Islanders can use to their advantage, but it is going to be, obviously, a very difficult task to take on the Boston Bruins and find a way to beat them. This is a big, physical, well-disciplined team, and they really do know what to do to play winning hockey. They were one of the top teams in the league a year ago, and defense and special teams are really the thing. Offensively, the Bruins are a little bit above average so far. They're 13th in the league in goals scored, but goals against, they are 6th. And on the power play, they're 6th with a 31.6% success rate, which is very, very high. And then penalty kill, they kill off 88.4% of the opposing team's power play chances. That's second in the league. So special teams will be a big challenge for the New York Islanders on Saturday against Boston. You've got two quality goaltenders, Tuka Rask, uh, 6-1-0 and oh, so far, a uh, 6-1-1, and one, excuse me, so far this year, a 2-3-1 goals against average, a 9-0-6 save percentage, and then familiar face Yaroslav Halak, he is 3-0-1. He has even better stats than Rask does, a 1-7-2 goals against average, and a 9-23 save percentage. Brad Marchand remains the most dangerous player on the Bruins. Eight goals, 16 points in 12 games. And you know a lot of the other names. Patrice Bergeron, Charlie McAvoy, David Krejci, David Pasternak, who has been in and out of the lineup. But overall, this is a very skilled, big, physical, disciplined team, and they play very good Defense. The top line, Bergeron, Marchant, and Pasternak. David Krejci centers the second line with Nick Ritchie and Craig Smith on his wings. Charlie Coyle, the former Minnesota Wild, is the pivot on the third line with Jake DeBrusque and Anders Bjork on his wings. And then for the fourth line, Sean Curale, uh he centers Trent Frederick and Chris Wagner. On defense, obviously, Zidane Chara no longer there. But Jeremy Lawson and Charlie McAvoy are the top pair. Matt Greslick and Brandon Carlo are the second pairing with Jakob Zaboril and Kevin Miller as the third uh, defensive pair. And I'll tell you, we had a one nothing game the last time these two teams got together. It would not surprise me at all if, again, we have a tight-checking low-scoring, two-to-one kind of a hockey game. And if the Islanders play like they did in the second period, especially against Pittsburgh, 
they're not going to win this game because the Bruins will take those mistakes and cash them in, and they're not going to give you as many offensive chances as the Penguins did against the Islanders on Thursday night. So this is a challenge, and the Islanders really need to rise to this challenge. You look at the standings, Boston already seven points ahead of the Islanders, and again, they play Friday night, so they may be able to add to that. Nine, one, and two through 12 games. They're a tough team to beat. The Islanders are the only team so far that have beaten them in regulation this year, and they'd love to find a way to do it a second time. Got to keep this five-game point streak extended and at least pick up one point the race in the East Division. I'm telling you, it's going to be tight all season long, and the Islanders cannot afford any more losing streaks after that five-game 0-3-2 mark that they had a couple of weeks ago. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back early Monday morning slash late Sunday night with a new episode that will certainly review this game and talk about all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Again, the Islanders Saturday against Boston and then Monday and Tuesday in Buffalo for a pair of games So we will preview those games on Monday as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Have a happy Valentine's Day. And of course, let's go Islanders.